Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher, addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. I'm your host. My name is Chris Busher. A few minutes ago, I had an amazing opportunity again uh, to interview Mr. William Turner. Uh, William Turner, he is our spotlight here for episode number 16 here on Faith and Family Fellowship. Uh, before we even get into that interview, though, uh, let me just go ahead and say this man, he has written uh, two two books that are just uh, going crazy on the internet. People are buying this, uh, this paperback book. He's kind of a different person than we normally interview here, um, and you'll get to see why uh, here once you actually get to hear the interview, uh, just kind of the different things that happen in his life. And the reason that I say that he's a little bit different than the normal people is the books that he writes aren't necessarily quote-unquote Christian. In fact, they're actually murder mystery novels, um, which, you know, some people would think, oh, why would you interview, you know, a, a, an author like that? Let me tell you the reason why. The reason why is this man's story. It's an incredible story about how God just, you know, grabbed him at a young age, uh, set him aside, and started teaching him about who he is uh, and who he is in Jesus Christ. And God is using him, not only just in his daily activities, but also also in these books as well. Let me tell you, God can use all different types of things from all different types of people. Uh, so before you know, we, we get into this any further here on episode 16, let me just uh, go ahead. Let's go to the Lord in prayer uh, and let's open this up. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you for today. We thank you for an amazing opportunity that you have given us. God, we thank you for the life of Mr. Turner. God, we thank you for every single person that is listening to this podcast, whether it be here on on their on their podcast app or on just, you know, the internet and all the social media platforms, wherever, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless them today. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's today or 10 years from now, Father, bless them. Let this message, let this man's life just reach and impact somebody new today. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we, you know, get into this interview, uh, I just wanted to kind of just talk for a second about all the different platforms that this podcast is actually reaching people. Um, many of you who are listening to this, you might be on just you know podcast app, you know, on your phone or on on your computer browser, but you might not know that it's also on YouTube reaching people. It's also on Instagram. Uh, it's also on different Facebook pages. It's many different platforms that God is using to reach people with these messages. And if you are one of the people that are listening today, this particular podcast right here today, um, I want you to go ahead and do me a favor. Uh, number one, pray for the increase. Keep praying that God is going to bless every single person that is listening to these words and inspire them in some way new. Uh, 
And number two, if you are one of those people that you have a story to tell, uh, if you are an expert in your field, if you're an author, a minister, a pastor, um, if you are a mother, a father, a stay-at-home mother or father, someone that has some wisdom that they want to to reach people out on these radio waves and these internet signals, so to say, uh, send me a message. Uh, contact us on, on Facebook um, through Lay Me Down Ministries or through my, my personal Facebook page, which would be Pastor Chris Busher, um, or my Instagram, which would be Pastor Chris Busher, or YouTube, which would be Christopher Busher. Uh, there's many different avenues that you can get to us to send us a message uh, so we can consider uh, bringing you on the show. Remember, the point of this entire show Number one is to teach people about who Jesus is and what Jesus wants to do in their life. And number two, we want to have fellowship. We want to encourage the body of Christ, all of these different people who have a story to tell and who have an important message. We want to help you get your message out to other Christians because this is faith and family fellowship. Before we get into this interview, we're going to hear a word from our sponsors who help uh, keep this show going and keep the show reaching so many people every single day. Thank you and God bless. I can't wait for you to hear this awesome interview with Mr. William Turner. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. Tired of no one seeing your Instagram posts? Have a product or service that's not getting the online attention it deserves? Ready to level up? At Busher's Social Media Marketing, we have just what you or your business have been looking for. Our team of dedicated professionals are ready to help you grow and engage your audience. No spam, no bots. Just good old-fashioned quality social media marketing. Visit Busher'sSMM.com today. Ready to jumpstart your career? Want an adventure of a lifetime? Uncle Sam's International is looking for language teachers who are highly motivated and have what it takes to grow and expand their thriving ESL school in Brazil. We need teachers for English, Spanish, Italian, and more. Visit Uncle Sam's International on Facebook today. All right, good evening, everybody. Uh, Tonight, I have a special guest His name is William Turner. Uh, He is the author of a few different amazing books out there on Amazon.com. We've been trying to get an interview with him for uh, the last several days, and tonight we are blessed with the opportunity uh, to be able to speak with him uh, through the phone. Uh, Mr. Turner, welcome to Faith and Family Fellowship. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing quite well, thank you. Perfect. Mr. Turner, one thing that we always ask all of our uh, guests that come on the show is we want to know their Christian testimony. We want to know why they believe in Jesus, how that miracle happened, and, you know, just everything in between. Could you take a few minutes and kind of share uh, share with us who you are? Yes. Uh, I am a God-fearing individual. Uh, my parents, father and mother, were Baptists. But they sent me to a parochial school, a Catholic school, elementary and high school. Uh, I converted to uh, Catholicism, and that has been my faith for about, uh, let's see, about 65 years. And um, there was a time that I had uh, aspired to be a priest. Oh, wow. And... um, I was in the uh, process of doing it when uh, I met my wife. 
uh, Natalie Borgens Turner, and she blessed me with a, a son. And uh, but prior to that, um, I felt that I wasn't quite ready to walk into the monastery and uh, close the door and not look back. And during that time frame, my life had taken a circuitous, scabrous uh, turn. I experienced life to the fullest. I had come to realize that I was not suited to be a priest. And that was shortly after, uh, well, it was a while after when I got married. But that doesn't excuse uh, my immoralities, my shortcomings, my piccadillos, no matter how you uh, slice it. And uh, I've been doing penance ever since. And uh, I went into prayer and um, discussed it with uh, different uh, priests. And um, that was my conversion my uh, solidified faith in uh, Jesus Christ. Coming to realize that he did not come to judge or to take your free will away. It was to enlighten you of the presence of Almighty God, and he has been with me ever since. Amen. Now, one thing that you mentioned in there, uh, go, growing up, going through the Catholic school system, I remember very well going through that as well. Um, I went through all all of my years going through uh, grade school, middle school, uh, and even high school as a Catholic. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about uh, why you originally felt called to be a priest? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? It was uh, during my formative years. Uh, unlike you, very much like you, um, my parents sent me to a, a Catholic elementary school and um, a high school, uh, Holy Family High, from which I graduated. And um, my parents were Baptists, all of them. And uh, I was trained to be uh, a gospel musician. Oh, nice! By the late yeah, by the late uh, great um, Geraldine Gibbon, and um, those were suturing moments, and they were most difficult moments because at that time, when the uh, teachers, the nuns, found out I was uh, leaving mass and going and uh, playing for a Baptist church, I was threatened with uh, being. Uh, expelled from school. Oh, wow. And um, that was a choice uh, that I had to make. Abandon being a gospel musician and adhering strictly to the uh, Catholic regime. And that is what I did. Um, and But I'm still a gospel musician. And there are times on Sundays when I leave the Catholic Church uh, I will go to a Baptist church and play a selection, perhaps two. And uh, I have grown out of feeling guilty because all denominations 
have their rules, their regulations, uh, their beliefs, but all under the canopy of serving one true God and the belief in Jesus Christ. Amen. Now you said that you you're a musician. What what do you what do you play? Or do you sing or do you play an instrument? What do you do exactly? I play the organ and the piano. Oh, nice. How, now, how many years have you been playing that? Oh God, <laughs> about uh, fifty years. Oh wow, very long time, very long time. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, what what originally sparked your interest in learning how to play the piano? Um. There were times that, uh, well, my family was uh, deeply involved in their religion. And the Catholic Church had their services uh, at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. That left the remainder of the day. Uh, Baptist churches normally start at um, 11 o'clock. As soon as I come from the Catholic uh, Mass, my parents uh, made sure I was prepared to go to the Catholic service, I mean, to the uh, Baptist services. Okay, very nice. Very nice. Now, so since since you decided that you didn't want to be a priest, I know that you mentioned that, that you, you met your, your beautiful wife and then you had some children, and I was reading reading your bio, and it looks like that you're, you're from California, but you, you, no. grew up, you grew up in New England, right? Yes, I did. Perfect. Now, so how did, how did you transition from New England to California then? Uh, I'll never forget. It was the newscast. Um, and it stated that uh, Boston would be uh, snowed in somewhat, about um, five to six inches of snow. And then the uh, forecast for uh, California, 75 degrees, sunny and warm. I told my mother, I said, I got to go. And she, <laughs> says, <"You> have, <laughs> she says, you have no relatives out in California. I said, that, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. So, the sun's out there. <laughs> right. And so at any rate, uh, I left Boston uh, with $5 in my pocket and a MasterCard. And the first week I got here, I got a job with the uh, district attorney's office in Los Angeles. Oh, nice. Now, what what year was that when you moved to California? I think it was in 78. 1978, sure. right around there. And so for the, yeah. for the last uh, several years, uh, you've been working for the state of California, and uh, it looks like you've, you've written a couple different books. Uh, I'm seeing a, a release date, the first one for 2010. Did you write a book before then or no? No, I was playing around with it. And uh, the, the way I described it, I got uh, all type of comments from uh, veterinarians. And they said, what has a horse ever done to you for you to be so cruel? <laughs> and, I thought, <laughs> and I thought about it. And um, I had uh, redrafted it uh, to what it is uh, now uh, in book form. And I had a proofreader going along with me um, to make sure I made sense. Mm-hmm. And um, I submitted it to Abram Books, not to be published, but for talent critique. There isn't anything worse than trying to do something that you're ill-suited for. 
Right. And uh, I forget the lady's name. I was surprised, absolutely shocked, that the lady responded. And um, I had asked for the most difficult reviewer. Um, and uh, the lady says, yes, you do have talent. However, do this, that, and the other. She was most helpful. And I followed her uh, instructions. Oh, nice. Now, so what was it that actually made you want to start writing? Because I know that you were playing the piano. Um, you were, you know, living life. Is it something that you kind of always dabbled around with, or was there a specific reason that you started? Well, uh, the seminal point was when uh, my high school English teacher uh, had told me, don't waste my time going to college. And um, when I... Uh, applied for college and was accepted. The paper that I had done, the professor had written across the top, it's amazing at the high rate of illiteracy here in the United States. I was absolutely stunned. I went uh, running to Brother Newman and Brother Ward at Catholic Memorial High School in West Roxbury, Massachusetts. And um, they looked at the paper, and um, they said, it is technically correct, but you don't have style. And puzzle, I asked them, I said, well, how can I get style? Collectively, they said, well, we suggest you read murder mysteries. I spent that entire Saturday at uh, Boston's uh, library reading none other than Agatha Christie, uh, paying close attention to sentence structure, uh, the variety of the sentences, the plot, and all of this. When I went back to class that Monday, I was ready. And later in life, about, uh, I would say about two or three years later, um, I realized that Agatha Christie had had a profound uh, effect on me. And that is where I started writing mysteries. Oh, very nice. And you have you have two books published right now, is that correct? Yes, I do. And uh, I'm near finished with uh, The Corpses Beneath the One Final Chapter uh, to Complete. And then I go through the ordeal of having it published. Uh, edited okay now your your first book was called a murder in our mist can you tell us yes, a little bit about mist. that pardon can you can you tell us a little bit about that book yes um the premise is this um there were two friends that transcended uh, class financial status and all of this both had hailed from California and had uh, wound up at uh, Harvard. It was Raymond Babant, whose father was a billionaire, and Raymond, uh, who was an African-American. They felt alienated, and um, they formed a viable friendship because Raymond was Caucasian. And during their uh, summer breaks, 
they would return to California, and so Robert Winchell would um, visit, spend days, weekends over, and uh, Raymond, I mean Robert, uh, after he had graduated, uh, had become a Los Angeles Police Department uh, officer, and um, he was tossed over for what he thought were well-deserved promotions. He decided to resign from the uh, LAPD and take off for England. His letters to Raymond were quite cheerful, but Raymond, they had grown extremely close. He figured that something was wrong. And uh, using their influence, he found that Raymond, I mean, that uh, Robert had run into the same difficulty in uh, England. So they got him a job with Scotland Yacht, and everything was going swimmingly. And uh, during that time, he had uh, handled a most delicate, uh, delicate case for the Queen of England. And during this time, he receives a letter from Raymond. Come right away. Someone in my family is trying to kill me. Robert drops everything and comes to check on his close friend, only to realize he had arrived too late. Raymond was dead. Cause of death had been ruled suicide. And uh, it was stated that he was diagnosed with terminal cancer, unable to deal with it, and took the extreme measure of committing suicide. Robert couldn't believe this. He says, you know what, he might be a lot of things, but he would never take his own life. That is not my friend. And Robert was surprised that the family had closed ranks. The family that he had considered his own. And having spent time in their home as a guest. And Robert started to investigate, uncovering different murders committed by different culprits, but with the common motive, hence a murder in our midst. And I was reading uh, some of the reviews that you have here on Amazon. Uh, for some of our listeners who might not know this, uh, both of these books are currently available on Amazon right now. Uh, if you just search William Turner, uh, you'll find both of his books are A Murder in Our Mist. Uh, but all, f- all the reviews that I'm reading here on Amazon are saying excellent things about this book and just with the the style of the writing and uh just keeping the reader's attention. So, I mean, congratulations on that one. I look forward to reading it myself as well. Um, and so, you have another book that's that's after that. Death comes for the yes, president. Yes, sir. I do. Uh, Death comes for the president. That book also is available on uh, Amazon.com and Barnes and Noble. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, Barnes and Noble had run a full blown uh, advertisement on the book. And that uh, profiles 
a graduate of Harvard, I guess a positive for Harvard, and um, upon graduation, his parents in Texas were quite happy with this accomplishment. So they decided to give him a trip to, uh, to South America. He met a stunningly beautiful woman in South America, and he proposed marriage. She told him that um, she would accept, but she could not give him children. But she was amenable to a surrogate. It hardly mattered to him because he loved her so profoundly. They got married, came back, to, uh, came to Texas, and he had political aspirations. He ran for and won local positions, state positions, and his sights were set higher for the presidency of the United States. He ran and won. And during his presidency, he felt that the United States was not being fairly treated with uh, trade. So he uh, goes to China, Japan, and Turkey. When he returns in Air Force One, he's on the tarmac. They tried to rouse him because he, they thought he was sleeping. At any rate, it was discovered that he was dead. The autopsy stated that he was uh, poisoned. The United States was infuriated, and uh, they bring in Sir Robert to retrace his steps to find out where he was poisoned. Robert's investigation put his life in danger, and what he discovered shocked not only the United States, but the uh, world. That sounds like another was, good read. Yes, uh, you know, it's not that. Uh, there are prolific writers out there who churn out uh, books every month, every two months, and all of this. I'm not. My plots, when I start writing, I want the plots to be intriguing. I want the characters so developed that people can identify with them. The setting, I want that to be accurate because the American people are well-traveled. So when you identify a state, a building, a hotel, they say, oh, yes, I've been there because that happened to me. Yeah. Uh, one of the reviewers said, I know where the church is. And so you make it accurate and definitive. You try to keep the reader engaged because there are professional readers who can solve it within uh, the first three chapters. Yeah. But if you can keep them flipping, you are somewhat of a success. Now, Mr. Turner, do you, you said that you have another book that's possibly going to be coming out soon. Can you kind of give us a hint uh, about that, that? 
Yes. Uh, that will be coming out within the next uh, two to three months. Um, the Corpses Beneath the Tree. Can, can you give us kind of hints about what that one's going to be about without, without giving away the ending? Um, Sir uh, Robert uh, is on vacation, holiday, and um, he meets a friend, a detective, and uh, he seems quite baffled. And Winchell is quite curious, and he asks him, he says, uh, what's troubling you? And he says, I can't solve this case. And uh, the detective asks him, says, well, well, Winchell asked him, said, well, what are the particulars of that? He says, well, these two men were uh, positioned beneath a tree. And uh, a picnic, as though they were on a picnic. And, uh, but they were dead. And uh, Winchell, and they told him, he says, uh, they were uh, bad uh, rat poison. And Winchell says, well, that, that's no dilemma there. Just find out in the community who purchased the rat poison. The detective tells him, said, well, you know, that's the problem. This is a, a bombing uh, community, and everybody buys the, uh, the pesticide. And that triggers finding out who would benefit by getting rid of them. And soon, one would come back, because there were three, uh, and it would end up three beneath the tree murder. And what was the name of this book one more time? The Corpses Beneath the Tree. Perfect. And you said it's going to come out in about one or two months? Yes, sir. Is that going to be with Inkwater Press again? Yes. Perfect. And it'll be on Amazon.com for all of our listeners? Yes. And uh, one thing, too, is that I am in negotiations. Uh, well, i put put it this way. Uh, a reader in New York was reading the book, uh, Death Comes for the President, and he was so intrigued with it. So when he got to work, he shared it with his boss. It, was, it wasn't just any uh, job. It was uh, a film industry uh, type position he held. They got immediately in touch with uh, Hollywood, and Hollywood wants it. I'm in negotiations uh, now. Oh, very As a matter of nice. fact, I'm I'm receiving phone calls daily. Have I made a decision? So it might, it might end up becoming one of those movies then? Yes, sir. They want to adapt it for TV. And what, what are your thoughts on that? I love my privacy. I imagine. And uh, I would like to go to the grocery store, not be uh, having to uh, dress uh, so that uh, I'm looking presentable. I just put on a pair of short pants, flip <laughs> uh, <laughs> flops, and go there, shop, and come out. And uh, go to the uh, gas station, get the gas, and come home. Uh, 
I want to be able to leave my home. And the only one, uh, ones who know uh, that I am a published history writer uh, are my two neighbors on either side of me. The uh, community at large doesn't know. Yeah, sometimes that could be a benefit, uh, being able to have your freedom and everything. Absolutely. Right. You don't have to be on God and uh, stop to answer questions and all of this. Get your items and go home. Close your garage door. Yeah. Well, Mr. Turner, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, to let us interview you tonight here on Faith and Family Fellowship. Uh, I look forward to actually uh, hoping to see if if this book will actually get on TV or on the big screen. I think it'd be a very good series or movie, uh, either one. Would you do me a favor, Mr. Turner? Would you uh, pray for pray for us tonight to help close out this interview? Uh, just say a, a prayer of blessing over every listener listening to this podcast today, and you know if it's ten, twenty years down the road, uh, just finish this out in a prayer for us. Heavenly Father, I call upon you to bestow blessings, guidance, and encouragement. There are those who are going through difficult times financially. There are those who are sick. You know who they are. Bless them. Give them strength. Guide them in all that they do. Touch their hearts, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you so much. You've just listened to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. With your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.